Welcome to Rising Tide Startups, where today's most exciting startup founders share their stories and strategies. They also deliver tangible lessons learned along the way that you can apply to your own startup. Each episode is a true masterclass. Make sure you take notes. Take it away, Kevin. This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and my special guest today is Prabjot Singh. Thanks for joining us on Rising Tide. Kevin, thanks for having me. Excited to be here today. So I, I asked him right before I hit the big red record button, I said, you got to help me with your with your name here because I, I don't want to embarrass myself or you, either one of us on this, this call. But man, I just appreciate you you taking time to chat with us today in the midst of all that you've got going on. But if you and I met at like a networking event, like a business networking event, how would you introduce yourself? Uh, so I'm uh, yeah, obviously founder, CEO of Pies, uh, started the company about eight years ago. And you know, our focus really is on helping companies achieve operational excellence, right? Every, every organization in the world has certain processes that mm -hmm. they have to execute really well. Uh, if they're going to be successful, uh, if their customers are going to be successful and their employees are going to be happy. So we, we help uh, essentially monitor the health of those processes and identify how you can improve them on an ongoing basis. Now, that's a very broad category. You covered a wide range of, of people and skills and operations. Is there is there like a, an avatar for pies that, that says, okay, here's the prototypical client that is kind of in our sweet spot? Yeah, so people who are managing complex processes that involve a lot of human interaction, Mm -hmm. are typically good candidates for pies uh, because you know, the more touch points you have on a process, the more opportunities for the ball to get dropped, right? Or a, a, something to go wrong. Uh, and, and we can essentially do an MRI of a process. And you know, by process, think about uh, opening a bank account at a, a, you know, at a, at a Fortune 500 uh, financial institution where you've got to, you know, go to a branch, submit a bunch of documents, and then that kicks off a, a bunch of steps that need to happen mm -hmm. before that account is, is open, right? There's everything from compliance to fraud review to funding, uh, you know, document review, et cetera, et cetera. And, and these are all things that are done by people. Some of them might be done by machines these days, right? But you've got to understand how that process flows from end to end. Uh, and, and it's not linear. Right. Like the, you, you have different workflows that right. that process can take, uh, right? You, can, you have the ping pong effect that might happen where stuff goes from the back office to the branch to, to the customer, right? We've all had uh, your loans or claims that we filed where you know, it doesn't go anywhere and, you know, and, and it's because they were waiting for some document from, from us that no one told us about, right? Exactly. Uh, so, so we'll actually identify where those leaks are in the process, where you have uh, bottlenecks, one of the things that are keeping work from getting done, and then show how you can, you can improve those. And, you know, by improving them, you might be Hey, you got a bad workflow. You should re-architect it. You might need to add automation. You might need better training. You know, uh, because every time it 
lands on John's desk, it's waiting a week to get done, right? Yeah. Like, so, but, but by looking at the data, we're able to sort of provide an objective, unbiased view of what's actually happening in that, in that process. Right. And you, in, uh, in that short period of time, you have generated about 57 questions that, I, that are follow-up questions that I want to ask. And I'm, I, I, there's no way I'm going to remember even a third of those. But the, th the one thing that comes to mind as you were, you were speaking is kind of the old adage that said, you know, I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And it seems like to me that, that you have kind of put that to rest. You've got to be a master of all things. I mean, you really have to know the, the business processes from kind of A to Z. Um, and really, it sounds like industry agnostic. I mean, it, it's not, you know, it's not like you're um, basing that necessarily on the company specific, but these are these are kind of external restraints or constraints on the company. Is that is that kind of an accurate description? That, that's right. So we have a horizontal platform that uh, that can really be used to measure any process, right? And 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 I, and I say, look, a process is a process is a process. Right. So as long as you have a digital footprint, which almost everything today does, mm -hmm. right? If you're if you're still opening that bank account by passing, you know, sticky notes and uh, you know yellow pad papers from one cubicle to the next, you're going to go out of business. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, and 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 we've had you know a few banks that have come to us who are still doing things manually and they're interested in automating and digitizing their, uh, you know, their, their, their system. Um, and it, it starts by measuring what you have today, right? Mm -hmm. So like in order to be successful in any business, right? Whether it's, it, it's financial services, manufacturing, healthcare, uh, any, any business at all, right? You've got to know your process inside out right? and, and then be able to optimize it. Uh, because if you, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. Right, right. And the things that, that get measured get or, or get more or monitored get get improved. So gotcha. there is a. So I, it's interesting. The the um, I mean, I, there were kind of two schools of thought here as I was listening to you. One of them is the idea that you know um, you're you certainly have regulations that you've got to adhere to, or you're going to end up find, find yourself in trouble at the end of an audit. You know all those things. Or there's the side that says, we're going to improve your processes and really increase your bottom line. You know, there's going to be a high ROI on you doing things much more efficiently and using better data and, you know, to make decisions and things like that. Is, is there one or, or the other of those that you guys focus more on? You focus more on just, you know, making people more efficient and effective and, and adhering to regulations, or is it you know, hey, we can really help your your bottom line here. Yeah, it's 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 really uh, the the focus and motivation typically is improving the business operations, right? It's it's about growing top line, right? Improving yeah. bottom line. Uh, yeah, people figure out how to comply to regulations, right? One one way or another. Uh, Even with right. a yellow pad and sticky notes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but. And understanding how you improve the business is, is something that is an, of interest to any business owner, uh, right? So uh, we get typically engaged in two contexts. One is, you know, I've got this process, help me improve the orchestration of it, help mm -hmm. me improve, like, like you said, my bottom line. 
And the, the, the other area that we're seeing a lot of uh, demand from is people who are modernizing their legacy systems. Yeah. Right? So there's, a, there, yeah. right, there's been a lot of focus, uh, especially during COVID, of people taking kind of their legacy on-premise mm -hmm. systems and then moving them to the cloud right. Right? And, and modernizing them. Now, you could just take uh, what you have today and do a lift and shift to the cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, and oftentimes these modernization conversations are in that context, right? How do we improve the tech stack? How do we, uh, you know, get off of legacy technologies and use new technologies in doing that um, and address our technical debt, right? right? What we're doing is helping people think about how do you tackle your process debt? Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you're re-architecting your system, well, you have a great opportunity to see how work actually gets done, uh, right, in these legacy systems. And then as you modernize, transform not just the technology, but the process itself so you can be more effective. I, I mean, there's so much to wrap your head around. If, uh, if you and I were like stepping on an elevator, you know, we're going to have the next 10 floors. We've got about 45 seconds to have a quick chat and introduction here. I'm a business owner. What, what's your elevator pitch? What's the, uh, what's the kind of the hook of, of your service that you could kind of synopsize or condense in a very quick, you know, capture here? Yeah. I mean, look, when I sit down with, with, CEOs of, of companies or business line managers or general managers, right? The, the, the question I, I, I always ask them is, do you, do you know how work gets done for your key processes, right? You, you might think you know, but do you really understand what are the different workflows that, that it takes, all right, to process that claim or, you know, to fulfill that order, uh, right, or to procure uh, a, a, a piece of equipment for your business and understanding the inefficiencies uh, of, of those different processes will help you improve you know, customer satisfaction, right? If, if, you, if we're talking about, let's say, contact center operations yeah. or right, in, in, in improve efficiency of costs. Um, and that's th those things really typically generate and you know, people are like, yeah, I would love to have an understanding of how like work actually gets done. And, mm -hmm. you know, because look, people have been engaging in process improvement for decades and decades and decades, right? Uh, but it's often in the context of, okay, I'm going to have a consultant come in, you know, talk to a bunch of people, get some sort of, you know, qualitative understanding of what's, what's happening, you, you know, maybe look at, a few transactions, right? Spot check some right. transactions because that's really all you can do, right? And, and that process is expensive. It's painful. The, the report that gets produced is stale as soon as mm. it's produced, right? And we can come in, plug in our software into the process and identify bottlenecks, hotspots, inefficiencies, by looking at 100% of all transactions all the time, right? So we're running 24 by seven, right? Like one of our customers said, hey, you guys are like McKinsey in a box, right? Uh, <laughs> so that's, that, yeah, that's what we're doing, right? We're like, we're always, and, and then you can hit play and see how that process flows through your system, right? And, 
and then say, oh, here's the bottleneck. And, and then you could click on it and be like, oh, okay. I have a slowdown in my production because of my supply chain. And then you can drill into that and be like, oh, you know, this vendor is late every month and getting me the parts that I need. Yeah. Uh, right. So you can actually now take actions to remediate that problem. So is this proprietary software or this is this software that you are, I mean, have kind of kind of taken different the disparate pieces and kind of built a process around or what's the what's kind of the secret sauce yeah it's a it's a good question uh yeah it's all proprietary we you know we run as a SaaS service mm -hmm. uh, right so we, we're available anywhere in the world to, to cut to customers and we got people in in asia in in europe australia right uh, lots and lots of customers here in the u.s that use us um, and and really like we're we're used to address submission critical systems, right? Uh, like you know the U.S. Air Force mm -hmm. is one of our biggest customers, and we're we're helping them optimize the process that they use to select which planes should fly which missions. Wow, right? which which is about as mission critical as you can get. That's about as mission critical as that. It's in Wikipedia when it says mission critical, it probably has that example. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, and you know, and today that process is very manual. It's dependent on a lot of people crunching a lot of numbers, accessing data, right from your maintenance history system and uh, you know the the mission specification system there's like five or six or seven different systems that people are pulling data from analyzing it right creating reports uh that are then being used for decisioning and we can help streamline that entire process right and and you know in a war fighting scenario that 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 translates to to life sake no right? doubt it's, it's not it's not just about cost right. and speed um, right. And, and then, you know, we've, we've done work with the U.S. Postal Service to help them streamline operations uh, of how mail gets delivered. Right. So how does mail flow from a processing plant to a distribution center? So, uh, you know, there's lots of use cases. Um, and, and, you know, like you, you asked sort of like this is so general and that's that's both a blessing and a curse for us. Right. Because yeah. you could really apply it anywhere. And, you know, but for us, we've we've been focusing on people who are really interested in improving operations right so like this is new technology uh you know so we we, we want to work with people who want to embrace innovation want to change uh are open to change right and right. want to change the way things get done um and then we work with them to make it happen it is it is such a um i, mean, I feel like i'm kind of beating a dead horse here that says you know how how complex the the target seems you know i mean when you use the word company you know you can client whatever you're you're working with there and i'm thinking you know, that's kind of a generic term but it, it is so diverse it's like snowflakes there's no two alike out there you know right. and as and i'm trying to wrap my head around you coming into a company and saying okay we're going to measure your processes and say we're going to show you where the bottlenecks are. We're going to show you where the the leakage is, the the you know the the downtime, all these things. And I'm thinking that is so individual, you know, like 
you're like, let's just take turnaround time or something like that. You're saying, okay, this area seems really slow in their turnaround time. Well, did you measure that that, that their their issues are very complex? It makes sense that they would take longer, you know, to turn something around there versus something that's kind of the low end customer service they should answer in 24 hours. Yep. I mean, just yep. so many unique, you know, use cases in just in in one company alone. You know, right. that I just right. think it how in the world, I mean, I want you to take me back to that day you woke up and you thought, you know, I think I can design a software <laughs> that can fix all problems, <laughs> you know, in the operations side of a company, you know, yeah, just to look, look, talk it, about it, a big, big ask. It, it is a big ask, uh, you know, what? so we don't walk in and, and claim to know anyone's business uh, right. Like, in fact, like, I think if anyone came in, like a consultant came in and said, Hey, I'm going to, I, I know how you can improve your business. I, no one knows my business better than me, right. Yeah. As, as a CEO of a company. Yeah. Um, and, and, and uh, the same is true for our customers, right. They know, they know their business pretty well. What they don't have is the data to give them the signals that they need to improve their operations, mm. right? So a lot of time is spent in, in figuring out those signals or pulling data from these different systems to figure out, okay, how, how, you know, what are the complexities and the turnaround time? So what we're really doing is empowering the, the, the customer, the business owners to be able to make data-driven decisions. Right by yep. showing, okay, this is the, the these are the ten steps in your process, right? And even though you, you you know you might think that things flow linearly or more time is spent on step eight because it's the most complex, mm -hmm. it's really step six and five mm -hmm. where people are spending time and and maybe they shouldn't be, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that, and you Makes can sense. segment that data, you know. Uh, any which way you want, our AI engine will actually be, be, you know, be interrogating the data as it's coming in and will sort of say, hey, did you know that you're slow in step five because of X, Y, Z reasons, mm. right? And, and now the business person can kind of say, okay, well, yeah, X and Y make sense, but Z doesn't make sense to me, right? So let me dig into that and, and, and make changes and, and now you can actually see the output, right? Yep. Because we're still monitoring, right? It's not like a one and done. So as you make changes to the system, you can actually see, well, did I make things better or or maybe make things worse, right? Right. Uh, so, so we're really empowering people to have that visibility themselves. So I got bad news. Uh, Bill's number six. And uh, Bill's obviously <laughs> the weak link in the chain. And we handed him his cardboard box. And by Monday, the number six is, oh, is picked man. back up and it's, it's speeding up the process. But um, is this, I mean, is it like, like uh, kind of curated or coordinated in like a dashboard feature or that is kind of like, man, I can, I can see the entire process and, and, you know, change the, the kind of the factors and the filters and, and determine, you know, like turn knobs and, you know, the digital knobs on the, on the dashboard and kind of measure different things at different times. Because you're talking about, I mean, this virtually real time. Yeah, we, we, we work in real time when the data is available. Like we can plug right. directly into applications. You know, there's some systems where we, we might get data once an hour, once a day, right? Depending on kind of the, 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 the cycle time of the process. If you've got a process that 30 days, getting a daily update is probably fine. Uh, 
mm -hmm. um, to be able to identify the issues. But yeah, absolutely, it's it's very visual. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in kind of having a visual understanding of what's happening. Um, right, that's that's how we that pictures worth thousand words yep. for a reason, right? Yep. Um, so being able to not just see how if I've got five different steps, how does work flow, right? You can actually play and see how work flows and where things get uh, get stuck. We'll show heat maps. We'll show loops of you know little balls that are presenting transaction mm -hmm. uh, because it, you know we can follow a transaction from start to end. So think of like an order management system. We can look at okay, where does a, an order originate from? It might be that I've got a marketplace and I've got channel partners and I've got a website where people can place orders. So you've got these different sources where an order can start, and then it all kind of maybe comes to the same place. Uh, where it's validated and then it flows for review or fulfillment or whatever needs to happen. Mm -hmm. right? And right. So, we, so we'll paint all of that dynamically, uh, right? And someone doesn't need to go in and say, okay, this, this is step one and step two and step three. We'll look at an order ID and how it flows from one step to another or how it bounces back and forth and then paint that picture to be able to sort of identify, okay, well, this is your actual real world process and these are the issues that you might have. And it's uh, it's kind of future speak stuff as well too, I would, I would imagine. I mean, you've probably built a system that it actually improves itself over time through AI and through, you know, the data collection and just, you know, just trial and error and, and you know, tweaking that you're doing kind of on the back end that, that every year this system is, is actually improving itself. Yeah, it's got, it's, I mean, it's got to, right? Otherwise we'll go out of business too. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, you've, 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 you've got to, uh, and, and, you know, we've, we've built in sort of capabilities where when we find an insight, right, the customer can actually give us feedback. Mm. They can say, Hey, yeah, this is, support. this is helpful or it's not. And then we'll learn from that, obviously. Yeah, Ab absolutely. And that feedback loop is critical of, you know, from users, but so I, I know this is not your first time at the rodeo, so to speak. So uh, talk about some other things that, uh, you know, in your past that you've been involved with has kind of led you to this point. What are some other ventures that you've, that you've been involved in? Yeah, I've been a startup junkie for a long time. Um, uh, yeah, I started uh, my career uh, in, in, the, in the startup world, um, yeah, 20 some years ago. Uh, yeah, I was... Uh, recruited by this, this tiny little company called Wiley Technology that invented application performance monitoring. So if you remember in the early days of the internet, I'm talking about like, like 2000, um, mm -hmm. you, you try to sign up for a credit card or rent a car or pay a bill and the site would just go kaput. Right? <laughs> and you, know, you, you kind of got that sad face that would show up or the blue screen of death as we used yeah, to Yeah, exactly. All, all of that stuff would happen. And, uh, and no one knew why, right? That happened. So on the back end, you had uh, you know these these large banks, and and I was working at Citigroup before I joined Wiley, um, where we'd have these massive conference calls with like thirty people on it for for twelve hours trying to figure out, well, you know, was it the application? Was it the database? Was mm. it uh, you know the infrastructure? Uh, you know, with like everyone pointing fingers and playing the, is the blame game. Uh, and Wiley 
figured out how to peek inside the application, uh, right? These monolithic Java.NET applications and, and be able to figure out, oh, it's this component or it's a memory leak or it's this database connection that caused the application to, to, to just you know, die on you. Um, and when I joined, uh, you know, it was like, I was employee number 14, I think, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like uh, a dozen people, um, no revenue, right? And, uh, and I had the opportunity to sort of grow with that company, right? That was really my first real startup experience. And, you know, we, we, we grew it to a healthy size. It was acquired by Computer Associates for, uh, you know, uh, for about $400 million. Wow. Um, so it was a great, it was a great success story, but, you know, I learned, I learned, you know, a, a lot of things, you know, we, we did right along the way, some things we probably could have done better. And, uh, you know, and even at that time, I always thought, well, this is so cool. Wouldn't it be cool if we could do it for processes also, right? Mm. That was always sort of in the back of my head. And See, it's your 20-year journey to today. There you go. You're, <laughs> right. You're overnight success for 20 That's years. That's right. Overnight success. And it's all about, <laughs> kind of, you, you just wake up one morning, you got an idea, and the next day, bang, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was bang. You got all Some these... VCs chase you down the street and want to write you a check. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, and we've been fortunate to have some really good, great VCs that that work with us. Uh, you know, Illuminate Ventures, uh, Benham Global Ventures, Correlation Ventures. Uh, Still on your board, uh, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, we've got a few of these on our board. It's uh, uh, been super helpful, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, so it's a it's, it's a good ride. We're we're, we're you know we're we're making a difference, uh, and I think look, that's the biggest thing uh, that matters, right? And and what keeps me excited to kind of get up every morning and figure out okay, how can we do this better? And an ever changing landscape. You know, it's it, the, the next day is not the same as yesterday, but that's a this is a great segue into kind of my favorite part of the podcast. It really is. Uh, I re really want to dive inside kind of the founder's brain and their soul, you know, for, for uh -huh. some real insight here, because, you know, a lot of our listeners are are sitting in cubes. They are, you know, just getting started with things or they got ideas or whatever, and they they want to learn from people that are further along the journey than they are that, you know, can kind of look back and say, hey, we're going to. We're going to pay it forward a little bit here. And so what are one or two really solid uh, nuggets that you could share with somebody that's a little further behind you in the journey that, you know, we're just, you know, one or two kind of bullet point, you know, really gold that you could say, I wish I would have known this when we, when I started, because it would have really kind of changed the dynamic. It would really change the game you know, yeah. for our, our companies, but just one or two really solid things that, that really come to mind. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I could sit here all day and tell you how naive I was when I, when I saw it. Uh, <laughs> Don't be naive. <laughs> Step number one. <laughs> so, absolutely. Well, you, you know, I, I think the biggest learning for me um, really has been, it's going to take longer than you think it will hmm. so plan for it right like it's it's like and, and that applies to everything in, in in the in the startup journey uh right whether it's uh product market fit raising money hiring the right talent getting your first customer uh finding an office space right which these days is not as big of a issue uh, given we're you know in this remote post-covid world 
but really, like anything and everything that you think you're going to be able to achieve, you, uh, you'd be an exception if you you get there in the time frame you think you're going to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you got you got to plan for it, and, right. and if you don't, um, you're gonna you're gonna run into problems like running out of money, and you know we we, we yeah the the temperature in, in, in the valley, in Silicon Valley is cooling off a little bit, right, with regards to funding and VCs mm-hmm. are pulling back. Uh, you know, so we, we see a lot of companies being impacted in that regard uh, that haven't done the planning, right, that yeah. they, they probably should have. Yeah. Anything else that, that just comes to mind? Yeah, look, I, I, I think the, the, the other big suggestion that I have for every person that wants to be a CEO is, uh, you know, learn sales, uh, right? Because I've heard that over and over again. Yeah. Like that's, it's yeah. a, it's, it, again, it, it's something that will pay dividends because you're, you're, you're selling, you're selling all the time, not, and not just the customers, uh, right. You're, you're selling the VCs, you're trying to recruit the best employees. Uh, you've got to be the cheerleader, uh, right. You're selling your current employees. Yeah, you're selling. You're selling family. a vision. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> culture, uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, like sales is 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 definitely um, a, a, a skill set, right? You can't just take a product and walk it to someone and be like, "Hey, look, I built this really cool uh, WYSIWYG thing. You should yeah. buy it. It's going to help you, right?" Like there, there's no one has. People are too busy with what they're doing, right? Yeah. Uh, to 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 even know that they can be helped, right, with uh, with new things. So there, there's a whole process that you have to go through, and um, and then you know, mark like my my background is is as a marketer. So that that piece of it came naturally to me, but that's also critical in terms of being able to package what it is that you you want to communicate to people in a effective and efficient way. Sure. Uh, the sales yeah, process. There, yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there's look, there's there's so much. Um, um, but I think just uh, learn, you know, like there, there's a bunch of books that uh, helped me early on, right? Like, and, and a lot of it wasn't sort of like the, you know, the, the business schooly books, right. or just reading about people's experiences, right? With, with startups and mm. their journeys yeah. right? that kind of they went through and their trials and tribulations. And right. uh, the, the other big advice that I give to anyone who's thinking about starting uh, a, a business is that, look, this is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going you're, you're gonna to have, you know, all kinds of problems, right? And each company has different problems. Uh, so you, you've, you've got to be in it for the long haul. Um, and you should plan that, you know, like it's, it's two, three, four years before you become that overnight success. Yeah, <laughs> before you stop eating ramen. That's <laughs> well, hopefully it's sooner than that, but yeah. Yeah. So tell me, give me a couple of books that, that uh, you read early on or, or even recently that, that really kind of stick out to uh, you think would be good resources, especially yeah, you know, in that I, space I, you just I, talked about. I, oh gosh. Uh, I mean, I, I remember reading this, uh, this book, it's called Founders at Work, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's maybe 10 years ago or something, but, but, but that comes to my mind right now, which was just stories of, uh, you know, like PayPal and you know, a bunch of the other uh, other companies, like a do- dozen stories or something that 
just uh, uh, talked about the, the issues that people had. So that was good. Um, you know, I, I like uh, the hard thing about hard, I think it's the hard thing about hard things or something like that. Thing. Yeah, it's about his story and kind of how they went out of business almost two or three times, right? So mm -hmm. you've got to, you know, that kind of stuff will happen, right? Before you become an overnight success. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you've got to, you've got to ride those waves because it's entrepreneurship is, it's all psychological. Right. You right. got, you, you, you got, you, you know, if you can will it, you can, you, you will succeed. You still got to have product market fit in that, in that, uh, in that will though, right? Oh, oh, well, no doubt. Right. Like that's, uh, you, you, you still got to do the blocking and tackling stuff of, making sure that you know, you're building the right thing for the right people and someone's willing to pay you for it. Right. Right. <laughs> hey, as, as we close up today, uh, I, I just wanted to ask you one other question that uh, I normally don't ask. And I, I just, I'm really curious to get your, your take on this, the, the whole idea that uh, if you were, you know, if, if just woke up tomorrow and everything was shut down that you're doing currently and you had to start over again, what just, Give me a 30 seconds of this is the industry I would look at. This is the, the problem I would think about solving. I'm just really curious to get your take on that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You, you know, I'm so focused on what we're doing right now that I haven't had a I, I haven't thought about that much. But if I, you know, if I woke up tomorrow, like I, I would certainly uh, look at the crypto space. Mm -hmm. um, right. There's there's a lot of opportunity there um to prevent fraud uh to uh, streamline uh execution of transactions yeah right? like, yep. like that that whole ecosystem is so immature today and you have so many people being taken advantage of right there's like i, I don't know what the stat is but uh yeah there's these new projects being launched uh every hour probably uh, or every day um that uh, you, you, you know, either are taking advantage of people or, you know, aren't fully optimized. So there, there's lots and lots of opportunities to sort of help the people that are doing the right things, because for sure, decentralization uh, is, um, is something that you know, the world has been working towards over the last decade or two. And crypto represents, you know, fundamental shift that we've seen take hold in the last just two or three years, right? Uh, that's going to accelerate as we right, move. right. No, no question about it. No, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you on again in 12 months, and it's going to be exponentially different than it was. You're gonna be going, yeah, about six months into this, I decided to jump in the crypto space, and, and here, here we go. We're on the the new rodeo that we're in, but. Uh, and I just thank thank you again for just taking time to kind of share your story with our with our listeners and kind of wrap up a great week here and in the states and uh, just where's the best place that people could learn more about you and about your company pies? Yeah, I'm um, uh, I, I'm on Twitter, so uh, hit me up on Twitter, piecing SF. Uh, check out our website, uh, pies.com, p-y-z-e.com. Uh, you, you know, if you're if you are interested in learning about process intelligence and how we can help improve your business, uh, you know, sign up for a demo. Uh, mention the podcast, and I'll, I'd love to pop in and say hi to you personally. Um, and uh, certainly, if, you, if uh, you're in the Bay Area, 
uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking for all kinds of excuses to meet people again. So, <laughs> <laughs> and there are, there's a couple of three open jobs on their site right now. They're always looking for, for people to expand their team, but, uh, Prof. Joe, thank you again for taking time today and really just playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Have a great yeah, right. weekend. Yeah, right on, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon. Bye. Another episode in the books. We hope you heard some great takeaways. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening to Rising Tide.